podcast where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to This Is Happening, the podcast. This is Nathan Streifel. And this is Eric Morris. And this is a really special episode because this is our first ever repeat guest. And we had to, of course, pick the one and only illustrious Tony Soto. Hi. Yay. Hi. I'm Tony Soto, and I'm back. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you guys want listen to our second episode. Yes, I was your second episode. Go deep into the archives. <laughs> this thing came out in February of 2018. Uh-huh. It was a different world. <laughs> it truly was. We were different people <laughs> then. We were the midterm. We had no hope. Like, yeah, <laughs> we were like, it, will Trump ever leave? And, and now we see, oh, I think he Maybe. will. Maybe. There's a shot. There's a shot. <laughs> He's, he might actually be arrested for all these But crimes. I always say I want a shameful resignation. I could care less about about impeachment but no it is very oh, nice agree. to be that back here it yeah. like you guys got your stuff together you have equipment i feel we, like yeah thank you. we've upgraded thank you. a little bit yes i'm like it's a real we were, thing were we, did you do it here or were we were no we i believe that we did it at nathan's yeah, apartment yeah, for the yeah. first time around his kitchen table so it's nice to be in a different place <laughs> a different kitchen table yeah well yeah. dining room well, <laughs> all right, humble brag. It's a dining room. Well, it was the dining room I, in my house too. Oh, okay. So, I don't. To be, I don't, uh, to be we honest, both have dining rooms. to be honest, my apartment is probably the size of your dining room. So I, know, I did your podcast. Yeah, I, and I've actually been oh, there yeah, as well. Oh, that's so true. So you all know I live in squalor. I, I didn't yeah. do the podcast because you haven't asked me. I, I, and, and if you did, I would say yes. And you know, I have to have <laughs> you. And the thing is, we should have you both on Cross, on the yes, Tony Soto show. Together. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was just telling Eric. Flintstones meet the Jetsons. I barely get any guests that are good, so it's always nice to <laughs> well, get a few. that's flattering. I mean, you know. <laughs> we'll be right around good company then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, like the Tony Soto show is like uh, in fucking like drag hell, so like we never get out of it. So like that's really all we're. Oh my god! And now another season. Oh, you yeah. do have um, Maxwell Esposito. Yes, she did your show. Yes, you and had her on. That was a mom. Yes, it was. A mom. Yes, talking about her moms. You know, I just need to clarify that the millennial moment with Maxwell was Tony Soto's idea. Of course. So, I mean, it wouldn't have come up but, with by. Yeah. No, I mean, I look Max. at her all the time and I'm like, God, you are dumb. Let's put you on the internet, you know? <laughs> no, but he was so cute on this show. You guys really. Super um, charming. You know, weirdly, he's also good friends with um, Tito Soto. Yes. And he's just constantly escorting Tito places. Like, he, when, Is that true? Well, not escorting, but when Tito uh, came to do our show uh-huh oh, was Maxwell with was in the car and then made a quick getaway without being seen what a creep I know it was weird what he, a could, he could have come and said hello but then also Max I mean Natito brought him to a party I had in Malibu which is how the episode happened because oh. we, then we actually did speak. Yes, and you know Tito Soto um, started doing "Learn the Words," bitch was a show that I hosted in his infancy. He did the very as first. Soto, he did the very so. first show, I think, right? I believe no. he, I, I believe either the first or the second show. How about so. this? We had him and Derek Wanker on, who also did your first. Oh show. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, I've created a lot of stars. <laughs> well, Derek Wanker is how Derek Wanker, and I've told him this. I'm a star maker. The last time oh. I saw you was at Aspenhoff. 
off and I saw Derek. Was there I on drugs? Too. <laughs> Who it's was it? my question. Who was it? Sometimes I don't do no, drugs. Actually, you weren't. You were yeah. super, super lucid. And yeah. More so than I was. I'm yeah. Sure. I'm we, so much. I'm, I'm so much older these days. If you see me at an after hours party, you better ask why. <laughs> <laughs> what are you running from, Queen? <laughs> but I, I, I saw Derek Wanker there that night too, and I told him, you know, like been a year since we started the podcast and he is the reason it happened because we met through Derek Wanker. Is that Derek true? Wanker, yeah, he yes. introduced us. I brought true, yeah. Derek Wanker to the um, closing night of Outfest in 2016 and would not have met Nathan Streifel without that. Absolutely. Well, there we go. Yeah. See, and it all stemmed from me. Somehow, I'm at the I'm at the forefront of it all. You're, you're the pivotal. You're at the spoke. <laughs> I'm of the, the puppet wheel. master. Well, I, said, I said this. I think on the first episode you came on that you inspired me to. You did say do a that. Podcast. And I and so I, you really are. And I, that made me well, question. And that's what we talked about when we met. Like we both wanted to do a podcast. I was just always questioning. I was like, Have you listened to it? Like I don't understand how that could be an inspiration. <laughs> Anything that I do, how is it an inspiration these days? Well, you know when you. See because you're doing it. Improved Thank upon. you. Yeah. What's up? Wait, wait. I didn't. Oh, that I didn't, was shade. I didn't hear the shade. <laughs> you know when you see something that can be improved upon. <laughs> it's like you're doing it, but I could do it better. Well, girl, I lead no. the way. I'll tell. I'm happy to follow. No, honestly though, I I'm inspired Still by what you do as well because you've been doing it. What now? Five years. Yeah, we just went into our five year. We uh, did a live show in Chicago for our five year at the Gay Strip Club. I used to bartend oh my God, that. I loved that. Uh, How did it go? Yeah, it was so fun. Like it was, it was super great. Uh, I mean, of course, and lucky for you. Did Shay go on? Uh, Shay did a, a special guest. Like she, she came yeah. on by as a satellite. A no, no, she was there. <laughs> she was there, but she was not in Gish. Oh, and so nice. uh, we, uh, she was just in the audience. And at the end, I brought her up, and we did an interview with her. Oh, that's because you know she's family. And then Surprise. we had yeah. we had Alexis Bevels on from mm. Chicago. She's a Chicago drag yeah, yeah, queen. Yeah. She just won this uh, uh, YouTube drag competition called Camp One at Kiki. And then we had rounds. Yes, actually, I, I know somebody else that was on that, but their name escapes me now. because Good friends, so though. But that, yeah. and then we had Good a, friend and great story. <laughs> and then we had a <laughs> rapper Casey Ortiz on the show. Nice. Chicago rapper Casey mm, Ortiz cool. on the show, too. So it was a lot of fun. But yeah, five years doing this. I, and honestly, yeah. it started... Uh, as such a fluke because like when I first thought about doing the Tony Soto show I was like I will just talk for an hour myself that was like my initial plan I was just gonna that's hard to do one of these little guys I was like I'm gonna do it myself but that would sound like the ramblings of a crazy person and you know what I think because the day we were starting to record Shea Coulee was in my apartment and my other best friend Lucy Wack because they were just going to watch me do it. And then at the very last second, I said, no, you guys are on it too. And then and that's how it that's started. That's a smart move. I yeah, love that's that. That's really smart. I mean, that's, and that's the thing. Like, when I was talking to Nathan about, like, the idea of a podcast, I, we, you know, we, were, we started brainstorming about what it might be. But um, I had wanted to do one, but not really alone. It's it, yeah. like the fact that we do this together, it's like having, like, an exercise buddy or something like that yeah. just yeah like you're accountable Call it to accountable someone. absolutely it, it and is. it's like okay we're doing this and then we book a guest and like that you know that person may or may not show up but uh but we sure. you know we do it no, but have you guys have you guys had the uh like the full-scale interview and then realize you didn't press record 
Oh, our, very our first, first episode. Episode, it and was and she mentioned it. Trial by fire, baby. Right before you, it was it was uh, you know Maddie. Actually, we recorded that a long time before. You know, we recorded Maddie Noyce's episode in that same summer. We actually did press record, but GarageBand we accidentally put it on loop. So it, it over-recorded itself on the no. set. For about 20 minutes. No. For 20 minutes. And, and she like, had oh said before, she was like, you know, just, I just want to say, before, like, no, it's your first one. So, Make uh, you sure know, you record it. Because she was like, I was on one before where, like, we talked for, like, half an hour, and then they realized they hadn't recorded. We're like, we would never do that. We're way We're better like, than course, that. Oh, course, my And course. then we discovered we've been recording the same 10-second loop for, for 20 minutes. Every time it's happened to me, I caught it during the recording at some point, and I've always made them start over. How many times is well, it? Well, we happened? did. It's happened at least three or four over. times in five years. Sure. I mean, I smoke sure. a lot of weed That's on, on my That's show. Like, yeah. We smoked some weed be- and then restarted yeah, it because I'm, we were like, we need to chill for a second. I'm definitely stoned. <laughs> and there's a, a few. Time. There's a few episodes. Actually, one that's coming up, or well, no, that hasn't aired yet for when we record this, where we're wildly drunk and it careens out of control. There is that drunk one. <laughs> there, we smoked a little with Indica too, but that was we smoked kind of with Indica. The- we My were, God, we you guys are just saboteurs. We drank, a, we drank no, a lot no. with with Koloff, the porn director. Yeah, and then we drank a lot with Freckle. Yeah, Freckles, which I think really may have sent Freckle into a different life path. Oh, see. Who, knows? <laughs> oh. Who knows? We um, oh. have done plenty of coffee <laughs> ones too, though coffee and soda water we're not always all oh no we often yeah we've been drunk well we have sometimes we have people that are sober on and sometimes we do it in the morning on i mean sunday it's or the sober ones that that i'm weird about because i do smoke weed so openly you're and so used people. to being like high yeah, when you do it like i'll, so I'll have a joint rolled and they'll be like no no i'm sober i'm like god damn it <laughs> But what about about me? I would have smoked before this. I mean, it's called the Tony Soto show for a reason. You know what I mean? I want you to. I I would have had like I don't have an edible handy. What the fuck am I supposed to do for this? Half hour, yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I'm shamefully smoking weed in my own bathroom, hiding <laughs> it out the window. But you know, LA is the first. Like, it wasn't until I moved to LA that I actually really started encountering sober people. Because I mean, I lived in Chicago for 13 years, and it was all booze, oh, yeah, like totally. all the time. For sure. I, you know what? Now that you say that, you're right. I There's don't. There's lots of sober people in LA. I, there are, lots. and they hang out at drinking places. I'm like, yeah. aren't They're you comfortable with it? Like, what the hell? If I was a, I mean, like, every... I was with someone sober at Ospenhoff. Um, you know, who was my guest, and you know, hasn't had a drink or anything for decades you know i think i'm giving up booze at 40 though that's I think good I'm, i think i'm ready to be that done. sounds healthy yeah i think i'm ready to be done cheers to that well i know girl drink up as long <laughs> as you can but like here's my thing now it's getting to the point where because you know i the bars that i drink at are drop bars that i do drag at and yeah. so they they it's like their mission to get me really drunk every time I'm there. And plus you're like there. working there, so you're constantly there. So And you bartend. So they put pint, put, but I don't drink when I'm bartending, well, so that's the thing. But they, but they but they, give me pint glasses of booze. So, you know, and I, I'm not really great with math. So but I'll have like three of those and think, oh, I just had three drinks and it's fine. But really, really like I like have six, six or seven. Or yeah. And then I get home and I wake up the next day and 
through my whole youth, I never like was so hungover that my head hurt and then I had to throw up in order to get rid of the headache. But that is now my reality. Well, what do you consider your youth? Okay. Calm <laughs> down. I mean, my blissful 20s. All, and I was in Chicago during my 20s. Oh, I anyways. bounced back so quickly in my 20s. I, you yeah, know. bitch. I was like, I'm 49 now and I do not bounce back as quickly. Uh, you know, I mean, but I think, you know, it's it's about not not drinking to excess it's about you know a balance it's about you know not i don't know that's to me like yeah but i mean i'm always, i've always done i have a to very high pressure life to be oh, honest like yeah. i i oh, have a I lot don't. of demands oh. on my time and people are like we need this by monday or like you know whatever and what's your biggest demand i don't even know what that's like i need to have like to unwind a little bit sometimes uh-huh. in the evening have a little glass of sparkling rosé or a glass of red wine or a so beer nobody like I'm enjoying like, right now. we got to have the drag queen uh, at the uh, bar. Ain't no, one, ain't no one coming to me with high stressful situations. I don't deal with that very well. I mean, like Tuesdays and Wednesdays are my most crazy days because I record two podcasts in those two days. But other than that, I <laughs> this mean... This is our second podcast of the day, in fact. Yeah, we did do two today. <laughs> See? And, like, and like other, the rest is like, okay, well, I know I have gigs on these days. I have to be in drag on these days. They're set days. And then... Every other time, I'm just chilling. That's smart. You're on Islander, Islander vibes. No, I love and I love that. Yeah. You know, and I but I live a very different life, and and um, I do find that a little drink every now and then. You know, oh god, am I? Am well, listen, am I an we are not. This no, is I, not I an intervention. We are not. We're. The, we did not mean to set you down and tell you that you had problems. I'm not labeling anybody. Yeah. On yeah. No, I'm not. I. Kn- I know. I know that I'm not. I know what my issues are. Okay. <laughs> I think someone's an alcoholic if they if they declare themselves to be. I think that's a self choice in a certain way. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and I think I. I. You know what? I. I have um, helped a lot of people. Through finding sobriety and and um, you know uh, you are a do gooder. I you know He's, he overdo gooder. You're right. That is true. I, I, that is an issue of mine. Do too muchier. I do. That's true. Um, See, you gotta give them less, honey, so they don't expect <laughs> make so them much. Work, yeah. I may go. Yeah, they gotta work for my affections. <clears throat> I think that's wise. Like, you know, I'm gonna I'll turn over a new leaf. <laughs> no, so I'm tell us about your love life. Doing that anyway. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. No one wants to fuck a drag queen. We talk too much on stage. You know what I mean? It's like. Sure. It is know, a weird thing. You do get those chasers, though, the drag queen. You know, I don't, because I you think... Know? No, because uh, Tony Soto, the drag queen, is an older woman. And no one wants to fuck an older woman, so it's like... <laughs> well, older women with, with money. <laughs> she don't have any. <laughs> she don't have any. She don't so, have any. There's really, yeah, there's nothing fuckable about an no. old woman without money. <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, it's like, I, anytime I see... If, if a chaser ever comes up to me, I'm immediately like, everything underneath here is gross like there's so sure. much cushions and fucking things keeping things and in also place. it's like well i'm not a drag queen 24 hours a day no You're i mean sorely surprised you if... you would be amazed to see how many people's uh expressions change when they come to your house and they see wigs lining your ceiling <laughs> they're like oh wait wait a minute <laughs> it's like, what are you some kind of like I've been asked if I was trans and I was like I'd have better wigs if I was trans you know sure like, yeah Jesus. like seriously though 
rough. But no. Your 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 wigs aren't to blend into society. <laughs> no, no, no. They're meant to get a complaint at a theater. Yeah. You know what I mean? My hair's too big. How is the drag? Same drag old, same is, old? Anything drag is it? fun. I mean, you know, the thing is, is like it's change your makeup at all. Or? Uh, it's oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way. No, I don't know if you're just like kind of. Well, new or different. I mean, I've improved. Thank you for keeping me humble yet again. <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, I recently did this thing uh, called Living with Jonathan and, and Katie. It's a new web series that's happening on YouTube with my friend Jonathan Rowell and his co-host Katie French. And uh, I did it early 2018. Mm-hmm. And it just came out on YouTube. And I saw it. And That's I was like, and I mean, like, even in that time, I have changed mm. so much. So I, the moment I saw it, I was just like, Ooh. what's the premise? You go to their house and live with them? For yeah, they were, no, they were just, they just interviewed me. No, it was like, oh, it, it's okay. like just, it's oh. like a, it's like oh, a so nine, it's, a talk show. it's like a nine to 10 minute talk show where you come and they like, they did like drag, they did, uh, uh, death they like interviewed a mortician they interviewed like a bodybuilder so i mean they're fun they're fun comedians but it was just like oh that's what that face looked like a long time ago cool okay and i look at pictures of me now and i'm like oh i'm so much better a year ago how long had you been doing drag I started in 2002. That was when I she say, was born. Oh, yeah. Um, but I say Sandra that... Sandra So I think it's my 18th year? Yeah, um, I, but I've only been good for like five. You know what I mean? Like maybe six. So, so your drag queen's finally legal. Yeah, she is. Take her out, baby. She likes shrimp. Wait, you only, <laughs> wait, you only, what did you say about only the last five years? I've only been good for like five, you know. Like, the, it wasn't really that serious. Or well, I mean, I didn't, I mean, I started in 2002, but I did it so sparsely until I started the Q.co, which was a queer website with my business partner, yes, Joey Grant. Yes, yes, In Chicago. Right. And we would like host parties. And then, so I started doing drag again and hosted them. Gotcha. And then... My good Judy Shea Coulee was born, right. and she came up with all the. She came up with like Pearl and Kimchi and you know uh, mm-hmm. Trixie and all the, all these girls. And so when I saw how excited she got about it, then I started doing drag again more seriously. Right, and the <clears throat> those people you're mentioning are you know at least became incredible makeup artists. So I mean, being yeah. around that, I guess you'd be. Oh, I've inspired. seen them through their booger face. Just doing your face like. Yeah. What three or four times a week? Well, no, I mean I'm not. I do I do five monthlies. So um, and then like occasional oh, okay. and then occasional. Still, I like I, I I'm not still that's to... like sixty times a year. Oh yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. I mean it's five a... times a month. It's a lot. Yeah, and and you know then there's some like freelance stuff here and there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know sure, TV auditions and oh, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that that I've not gotten. But yeah. Like, imminently you, um, replacing RuPaul, Tony Soto. Do you have an agent for drag? I don't. I don't see. I always say that I'm not my biggest uh, career saboteur because I don't have management. I don't have anything like that. I'm just. I just. Uh, you know what? I'm old you, school. I just uh, want to be discovered. Well, here's you know? the thing, though, Tony, because I I do kind of come from the outskirts of the industry. I'll say. I mean, I am producing two movies that are going to be coming out this year, and I have done things like that before. But whoop, whoop. I have... Woodstock, y'all, check it out. Check coming it. Out. Is check there a release date for that? No. Um, okay. It and will then... be very soon, though. 
And then the other one is we should the, plug them. The the letter B, uh, but that also like you know until they until they have okay, things, okay. we well, shouldn't yeah, yeah, plug yeah, them. Totally but that's what right. we can mention. It's fine. Um, but no, what I was going to say is that all of the major agencies have podcast divisions now. Mm. Um, you know, Dick Wolf, who Law and Order, does a, a narrative uh, podcast that he's producing. Um, so there are people to talk to about representation for the things that you do. Yeah. Um, because but it's a matter of if you want it or not. I mean, it's just a Why matter of Why not make of more like, money from it? Um, it's a, it, I don't know if it's a matter of like, cause it, you know, I definitely am happy with what I, what's going on over now and I would definitely want more. Um, but why not get the right? Why not have work with someone to get sponsors and like have well, a revenue have stream from it? You recently it. got sponsors, didn't you? Mm, well, no. I certain drag events that I ha- that I host have sponsors. I was thinking like, about a while podcast. back, and it had a, no, it had no, a weed sponsor. I mean, you, a what? No you had a weed advertisement. Yes, you. Mm. Oh did. no, that yes, was right. Did. We did a we did a, a a little thing with a dispensary in SF. Yeah, because it was uh, well owned and by my at Ospenhof. You know, uh-huh. my friend David put together that little you know weed. Um, the boy in the white lab coat. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember that. But he put. I was like, "Hey, doctor, <laughs> how are you? Oh, he's, CBD, cool." He's got it going on, uh, but he. He, you know, had the relationships with those weed brands uh-huh. and got them to, you know, provide product to that event. Yeah. And could broker, like, why why wouldn't you do, like, a little thing where you... Because I have no interest in getting any of that start. I mean, like, I would love for it to happen. Yeah, it's a bunch of Here's, here's yeah, where totally. I'm telling you I'm a saboteur of my own career. I know what needs to happen. What needs to happen does not interest me. I like to talk. I like to do... But if like, that gentleman is already doing it, let's say he's doing it for us, and so it's the, the relationships are already in place, why not refer him I'm to you? I'm not saying no to anything, honey, <laughs> and I never have. What I'm saying is I just don't want to be the one to do any of it. I hear you. Well, maybe well, that's what we're talking about is that we can... Let's get we, it started. We can bring it listen, there for you. Listen, I want to venture out from Little Rock. You know what I mean? I want to see other places. Well, that's the... I mean, you know, we, I don't know what's happening, but like weirdly, your episode, our, our little thing, which we at the moment don't promote beyond our own social media, which mine is tiny. Yeah, we're giving them all this advice. We don't even have sponsors or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> turn this off. Uh, um, but that, shout that, out to Little Rock for but, real. Yeah, no, I mean, recently Tony's episode, which was our second episode, became our most popular episode and is getting a constant stream of listens from Little Rock, Arkansas. So if you're hearing this in Little Rock... Hey, hey, shout hey out. Yeah, I, and, I, and, I, and if you're and you're listening to it in Little Rock and you like me, I'm cool with that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I've, I've had a I've had a brush of haters for the mm. Tony Soto show and the Gay Power Half Hour recently. Really? Yeah, there's been Was some it homophobia no, or just people no, that don't no. like what you I'm do. A, I'm trashing. apparently a racist towards white people. So what? Uh, I'm very critical of the Caucasian persuasion. Well, you're very on, kind to uh, be in my home. Yeah. Well, you know. It's, <laughs> You don't seem hating. It's to fine, me. Uh, no. <laughs> but like um, coming from a mixed race family, growing up in the Midwest, yeah. like um, 
my mother is a Trump supporter. Like, oh, I you don't know, like that. I've dealt with, uh, I, I, you know, I, I've seen the ugly side of the white community, and I was raised. I criticize to white be, percent, white supremacists all the time, and I say, you know, things about Trump. Yeah, that but I Michael keep, Cohen was saying today in in testimony. The, I, it's almost as like he's been listening to the podcast because he called Trump a racist, a um, a con man. And a cheat. And yeah. that's from his lawyer. But I cast my net a little wider and I generalize a little more when it comes to white folks. Like because the thing people. is, no, I'm, I, get it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm I, calling out obvious racism is one thing, but calling out systematic racism is another. And I um, call so out systematic I'm racism. Super all the time. critical of, um, of white people in certain scenarios where they are being ignorant towards the POC plight. Sure. And uh, because yeah. of that, uh, whenever you are critical towards a white yeah. person and strike their white this fragility, the then mechanism. there is a you are being racist by telling me not to act this way towards people. No, of it, color. you know what? It infuriates me when I hear white people say like, uh, "Oh, you know, Black Lives Matter." Well, what about you know? What about white lives? It's just like you don't get what that's about. Yeah. You know, you don't get what the experience is like. To that, that black lives have such little value that a policeman, even a black policeman, will not hesitate to shoot with, yeah. and you know and and end that life for no reason. Yeah, but that said, uh, some of my listeners do not appreciate that, and so they have tweeted out to me. Don't listen. They then. have given us one star on the fuck eight. That we hate like that. people oh, who comment. Our star motto star is five, five stars, stars or don't, don't bother. bother, and they can't. So that is a catchphrase. <laughs> I mean, I'll take a three, but uh, <laughs> take a th- well, but on, but on but because of what I what I've said on the gay power half hour on both now on both of my itunes pages for both the tony soto show and the gay part someone has left a comment blatantly calling me a racist on it saying don't listen to the show that's really annoying. he's a racist and that annoys me because i mean i always tell people i'm a recovering racist i have i have been very very open about the fact that uh my father raised me to want my white privilege i mean he's jumped the fence uh to come to the United States for a reason. He wanted to have a white wife and white babies. So, I mean, like, I was raised with a certain air of white privilege. I did not embrace my Latino culture for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. So I was racist towards people of color. I've said awful things about black people. I've said awful things about uh, Mexican people and Mm. Asian people. And so my thing is, because I'm a recovering racist, I'm not going to be called a racist because a white person thinks I'm being racist towards them. Yeah, don't listen. That can't happen. Who cares? no, I, I care because... Well, you care because you don't want somebody to go on the podcast and be like, oh, he's racist. That's actually the opposite. Well, be, and, and, and because you're so No, that's woke, right. Don't, don't call me a racist because I used to be a right. real one. You know what I mean? You're woke and so you don't... understand. You're empathetic. You understand both sides of that issue. You know, like, I, I think, I, you know, I've thought about this. You know, being, you know, I, I do come from a very privileged background. And I'm not going to... Um, apologize for that that's just who i am but being gay and being um really you know hardcore rejected for that in my own family i think let me led me to gravitate towards um disenfranchised communities and um you know and and 
date. You experienced and, minority in a way. I did, and I and and so like and so I was fascinated as a as a teenager and in college by the civil rights movement, and you know studied it, and then ended up you know having the privilege of spending time and writing about and interviewing. Bobby Seale and Eldridge Cleaver and a lot of Black Panthers and really kind of like absorbing that and taking in the anger. I mean, I read um, Eldridge Cleaver's book um, that I'm not remembering the name of. That's horrible, but I have it. Um, and he was, you know, a brilliant revolutionary. And in it, he says, you know, like what... When he was a you know a black revolutionary in the '60s, but this is before he even joined the Black Panther Party, he was saying like you know raping a white woman is a act of revolution, you know which he disavowed later. Um, but uh, you know I, I spent time with these people, absorbed their anger, listened to to what you know was going on with them, and took you know some of that on in terms of like being angry about oppression and um, I so I don't know I just relate to what you're saying in terms of like um, seeing, seeing things I mean I just wasn't from I wasn't perspective I wasn't given you're not a racist I wasn't given I mean no I was and see this but is you're the, not no, no this is my issue yeah I'm tired of people saying they're not racist it's a lie you are lying to yourself if you say well, we that see you are race. not I mean it's not about seeing race okay. what it is is Regardless, yeah. you can be walking down the street and someone can irritate you that might be Asian and your ha- your mind your mind goes there. And the thing is, is like it's okay it's human just be honest with yeah. it and try to correct it when it happens. And that's my that's why I'm critical towards that's very white enlightened. people. Because no one wants to, to be, honest be honest with themselves. They want to say, I'm not I don't see color. Well you know that's no, even that's more true. racist yeah. than than seeing color. Yeah, don't pretend like to it say that exist. you exactly so so that so I I feel like there are certain times, and I don't know if you guys have experienced this um, on your podcast, where you alienate certain people that listen to your show. And then you have to figure out how to deal with that. And it's always been my thing. Like, I tell drag queens all the time, don't read the comments. You know, like, you, it's going to bring you down. And I was in a vulnerable moment, and I read the comments, right. and I let it get to me. And it, it made me upset that, I w- that the guy called me a racist. But then I was like... But I've already said that I was and that I'm trying to do better. So, like, don't trivialize my quest to be more accepting of and other that POCs. that person may or may not have heard you when you said that. I mean, who knows what I, I, Well, you should be listening to my whole fucking uh, <laughs> lineup back. of podcasts. I've been doing it for years. I alienated <laughs> people by talking about a genital piercing. Actually, on the, really? yeah, on the very first episode. Yeah, actually, members of my own family were like, I'm never listening to this And again. it was so funny because <laughs> I was like so self-conscious and worried about it. But then it was like, wait, no. Yeah. For everybody that's like self, like doesn't want to listen because of this, there's like all of these other people that that's exactly what yeah. they want to be listening to. I mean, and it's like, it's also my truth. It's like, whatever. It's not nothing we, that I need to be ashamed we say about. What, we say <laughs> what we want. And, um, you know... I, I, I'm not terribly concerned about the consequences. I talk a lot. You I do, more viewers I, do I do two weekly shows. So I 
Yeah. You're can't, also on Facebook doing your show, which yeah. has immediate comments. And I just can't. I, the thing is, like, because I do so much talking, it's like, if you are just tuning in, then I understand. I, I'm a little hard to deal with if you're just tuning in. But, right. but if you've listened to my show and then you've grown to hate me, just turn me off. You know what right. I mean? Because, yeah. I, because like, mm-hmm. at this point... Don't listen. Yeah. At, at this point, I'm not making any fast uh, moves towards change. You know, I feel like I've done mm-hmm. a lot of growth in my life and I feel like um, I embraced my white privilege for so fucking long that it's time that I need to stand up for my brown brothers and sisters, which I never did. Mm-hmm. And like, so... Well, that's a nice evolution. It's nice to get to that place. It feels good. Yeah. You know, the th- and the thing is, it's like, it feels good to be able to, uh, to say, I thought the wrong way and now I'm working towards not thinking the wrong way. Like, I think that's life. Like, you know, it's there, like we can't all be born enlightened. You know, spiritual goddesses. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like I was raised in rural Illinois, so it's not like I was having a lot of huge role models that were sure. steering me in the right You're direction. You're a product of your environment. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And you, you believed what was real to you and what the people around you, people raising you. I mean, I was embarrassed by my father's accent for my entire childhood. Oh, that's sad. My entire childhood, I was embarrassed by that. You know what I mean? And like... Was your mother embarrassed though? I mean, where did that come from? No, my mom was actually... My mom didn't start getting racist until after my dad cheated on her. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then she's like, ah! (laughs) You know, then I get it. But there have been been moments where I'm just like, look, y'all have been... stereotyped. Y'all have been divorced since I was 16. That's been a long time, ladies. So at this point, like... Maybe you are just racist and you kind of sunk into it and you're okay where you are right now. But you have... Well, that's what I'm thinking. Mixed race children and two of us are queer. So it's like... Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking like, you know, if you were embarrassed by your father's accent, someone, you know, your mother wasn't doing enough to say like, embrace. Like, let's embrace the, the culture. The 70s were different. You know, like the 70s, early 80s were different. It's not like... No, we but, were, it, but in, in people's own homes... But, but I'm, I'm telling you, my father... The tried to keep our house as white as possible. Well, that like and that was his, okay. That was his issue. So that was his issue. so the thing is, is like it's not like there was Spanish being spoken in my home. You know, like my dad didn't want to speak Spanish, so like my mom was along for the ride. Like I, I, I you knew know. some mixed race, you know, more more uh, you know black and white uh, couples, you know, who really went out of their way to emphasize like. You know, let's make sure the kids understand, you know, this Yeah, well, African... it's, it's a little more difficult with... Uh, the thing is, is, like, I I, I look more Italian than I do Mexican a lot of the time. And my brother and my sister, you know, don't look all that Latino. So it was super easy for us to, like, assimilate. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like the struggle is different for black people. I don't think that that's a struggle that I know. Maybe it was a little browner, maybe, but find me in July and August. I'll be nice and tan. No, you're right. There's no, there's no hiding it. Yeah, I mean, there's it's it's much more obvious and and much more like confronted with issues. Like if you're with your black mother and you're, you know, like who who's that? But that's why when I started like turning around. Like, even my white friends were kind of like, bitch, you've been white your whole goddamn life, and now suddenly you're Mexican? And I'm like, you know, I can't fault them for that. They're right, you know? But right. also, it's like, yeah, I want to be Mexican now. Can I Can I embrace that? Like, I'm on Duolingo. I've been on Duolingo forever, you know? Like, can I... <laughs> 
Jesus Christ, why would it well, stick? You and, know? Then, and maybe, but you know, maybe you're on your way to embracing the totality of all of it. You know, just yeah. Like, I mean, I'm trying. It's all, to. You're all. I've, I've dealt with that as mixed race as well. Yeah. I'm a quarter Chinese and a quarter Latino and half white, and like we grew up fairly white, like pretty, you know, pretty white culture. There was Latino culture in like me growing up. My dad was estranged from my Chinese grandfather, so like our Asian heritage and stuff, we really didn't get a, like a huge mm-hmm. pull from that. But when I went to college, I was like, I want to like also coming out and being queer. It was like I'm queer, and I want to I want to associate with the people that are people of color. Like I want to be a part of this group. Of yeah, yeah. These are the people that like you know I want th- I want to especially feel as that. a gay you know man as a gay person. I think you do. Everyone, you know, we you have to find your tribe. I guess maybe everyone does. But mixed race is weird though because you. I look more white often too. In the summer, I get really tan, and then people are like, "Oh, you must be something." Blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, but you. No, get Asian this people don't know. Like I remember, you know, we had an Asian guest, and they were like, "What? You're 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 part yeah. Asian?" They well, have people no idea. Are like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I can see it." You know, after I tell them, but there's the ability for somebody that's mixed race maybe like me or like you, Tony, like you were saying, for us to hide in a certain way. Yeah. Well, and your name me. is Nathan Strifle. If your name were like Nathan Chang, you know, people sure, might be like, they'd like, look, they're like, yeah, that okay. More. Well, and that's the thing. My name <laughs> is Tony. So it is right. not Anthony or Antonio. It's Tony. Yeah. So that's super. And it's, Alejandro Soto Perez. So it's like, I always knew I had a Latin name. You know, there was no question about that. Alejandro Soto Perez. Yeah. So, I mean, I always knew that was a mouthful. But, uh... (laughs) Yeah, but it kind of can... It's a little bit of a conscious thing. But I was super annoyed when my aunts and uncles started suddenly showing up at my house. And then, like, I was like, who are these brown people moving into my house with these kids? And then they can hit me? Like, I'm super confused by this. You know, because, like... Because my dad wasn't... Well, that's objectionable. My dad wasn't raised with his siblings. Like, as soon as his mother died like his dad shipped all six of them off to different relatives so they didn't really meet back up until later in life and so when they met back up and later in life they all moved to central illinois because that's where the work was Mm -hmm. and they all lived with us and we were like who the fuck are these people like who smacked me in the head (laughs) why do they have so many kids you know and so like and it wasn't until after that was all said and done, I was like, you were a real fucking racist dick to your own cousins. Like, yeah. you know, like your yeah. own. And now, Have you ever talked to them about that? Your cousins? They were babies. Who gives a shit about that? Uh. But I love them now. Like, like the thing is. But is like did my, they, they might have noticed. Like you, I mean, literally one was an infant and the other was a little okay. like, like all right. who knows how they feel. But <laughs> the aunt, my, my dad's sister, who I did not like for the longest time, is my one of my closest relatives and oh, I love her nice. and like I yeah. you know I she noticed I wished that she noticed she's like this racist motherfucker <laughs> was just I'm looking sure. down on well, my every kids. time she snagged me I gave her a look like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my but grandma, I love you Tia my grandma speaks Spanish but she didn't teach my my dad or my uncle or any or my aunts because they wanted to. My dad says, "Joel, you would never need it." So they yeah, never so need they it. Didn't no, he said you would never them. need it in a in a country that all the while so... he's doing interpretive work at the fucking courthouse making extra money. I was like, "Oh really? <laughs> you'll never need it. I make money from it, but you'll never yeah. need it." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "I see you. I see you." My grandma was one of thirteen brothers and sisters. Latina. <laughs> Catholic, from baby. Colorado. And she moved from Colorado to Washington. And when I was 16, I went to Colorado and met 
all my relatives for the first time in Colorado, or a lot of them, and they all spoke Spanish, and all my cousins spoke Spanish, and I didn't know Spanish. And you I don't like, don't you feel like you're missing something? Yes, you like do. isn't you're there like, a these part are all of my your... relatives, and they're all speaking Spanish to each other, and I'm like, like we uh, share blood, but we don't share the same language. Like that to me, fucking yeah. kind of hurts my spirit, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And like at this point, I think that my brain is so fried from past drug use and old age that it's that. hard for me to retain anything. <laughs> I've been learning like, a lot I of can, Spanish. I've been able to have a fucking introduction a Spanish conversation with Mexicans for my whole fucking life Uh-oh. and I can't get past that and it's like because if you'd learned it when you were a kid you could really learn it you yeah know, you would have been bilingual but and I also no, think you can still be bilingual I've been practicing my Spanish for the last like year and a half and mm, I've gotten maybe not with the damage he's talking about I, I mean oh, I don't sure. know I mean, <laughs> I'm one step from dementia so <laughs> it may not be possible it's, now yeah, Tony Soto slippery slope for me <laughs> you know I yourself. still do a lot of crossword puzzles so my brain is like Oh, oh and your body's a temple. I do, like, I do, <laughs> I, I literally, I literally do books on tape. So really if I don't brain. have to read, I'm good, you know? Just tell me a story. No, but books on, on tape is really good for cognitive abilities. Oh, look at you yeah. with those words. My God, who is this guy? Who's this bragger oh, over here? We get it. He went to college. Fuck. <laughs> he's at his master's degree, actually. He's the most educated person here. Do you here. have a master's degree? I do. I have a master's In degree. In what? Acting. Okay, so she doesn't ever really have a master's no. degree. Well, well, I had to read some plays and shit. <laughs> good, good, good job. Good job. Let's, I'd love to see you do a civics pop quiz. How about that? I know some shit about shit. I'll tell you this. I'm a, I'm a, I know some shit about shit. Some shit. shit about shit. I love that. Trivial pursuit with me. Me You'll too. Be <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a game night. I'm ready. We do. I've invited you over. Well, I, I know, but I'm well, awful. We'll I, listen, out. I'm a recluse. Okay, I'm when I'm out in the public. Yeah. I I, I see you am out a all very the time. approachable drag queen. I make it a point, and like that. As I become more well known, I'm starting to have to be more approachable when I'm not in drag, which is super irritating. Um, so, like, like at the grocery store, so, like at the bars, well, oh, yeah, at and the sometimes bars, at yeah. grocery stores, yeah, people recognize me. You at dick. Aspen, huh? Um, oh, I'm, I'm huge at Aspen, huh? <laughs> but, um, but so, like, if I'm not doing anything, then I'd much rather just be home, you know? And right, like, you don't want all the I, don't, I want I'm, I have so much television to watch. I'm very busy. What you, you watching? Know what I mean? Oh, well, I'm. I'm doing the the housewives stuff right now. Real housewives. What's ha- what yeah. housewives are on right now? Is it Beverly Hills? Well, no, Hills? I no Duluth girl. I literally the when when did I Orange start? County? I guess like summer of last year. I started with New York and I binged all of that and then went into Atlanta oh. immediately. Oh and now Atlanta is fun. Atlanta was the best. You all watched. Stevenson one to current. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, oof, that's a lot. Oh, I don't go out. How many times? I'm not <laughs> kidding. When I, you Listen, it's a fluke that you see me out all the time. Because you do see me out a lot. And I'm like, he must be getting the idea that I am fun. Because I'm not. I'm not fun. <laughs> well, you are fun when I see you. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I do go out a lot. You do. I do. You're a social gal. I really am. Yeah, you give me hope for forty nine. I suppose. Uh, I guess. I mean, I, I can't. I can't keep it up forever. This might be the swan song. You actually you, get it while you can. You, you hit it harder than me sometimes, and I'm like, I can't. I can't at this point. Yeah, but then sometimes I crash and burn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, I just, I just kind of live. I, I just, when it comes to social life, I feel like. 
um, I'm a better guest star when it comes to social life. You don't want me to be like a season regular because no, yeah. I like to. I like to I make like a to surprise exit. I like to That's be what out. I do. And I like to people to be surprised that I'm out uh, and to be like, oh, Tony, it's so good to see you out, blah, 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 blah. And then I go well, away right. yeah, and I'm leave gone the money for weeks. Clamoring. I don't come out for weeks. Okay. And I come back out and people are like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. We I, thought you were dead. That's smart. I don't you think know? you want to be a nightlife season regular. No, I girl. I don't. You don't. <laughs> no, I, but I, ta- I do take long breaks. Yeah. You know, like I, I spend a lot of time in Malibu. I have a family has a house there and... I'd, I'd like to travel. You think we think you're a drunk, don't you? You think that we think you have a problem, don't you? No, I don't. No, I, no I'm saying, I'm just, I'm just kind of like thinking about my own socializing. I do like to take long breaks. I cannot go out as much as some of these youngsters do. Um, you just said youngsters. I did. I did. I'm just talking about the people that I date. Youngsters. Hi, youngsters. I think that's awesome. A swan song. Are you that. a twink gal? You into the twinks? I, that, I've been going through a little bit of that phase, but I that's think I'm saying goodbye. I think I might be saying goodbye to all of those youngsters. Listen, they just Bye. want your money. So I know. That's oh, I know. And then some of them get it. Some of them a little bit. Little bits of it. God, see, this is why I don't date. I don't want (laughs) anyone to take my money. I don't want anyone to expect a gift. And I don't want to share my bed. I don't. I actually really enjoy sharing a bed. You seem like a spooner. Yeah, but what if you find someone that's a cuddler? I enjoy a cuddle. And then I like to sleep on opposite sides of a nice king size bed. But Uh, then then maybe find each other at some point in the night. I'm telling you, the moment, like, the moment the business is done, I mean, you can't immediately pull away. Sure. Like, so, like, you're out. in it. But the moment I hear them breathing away where I think they're asleep, I am planning my escape. I am planning my You escape. know what? I mean, uh, uh, one of my, uh, really, it's probably my longest relationship and, and the one that ended really badly. Uh, anyway, um, the best part of it was sleeping with him. Um, the, like not cuddling? the sex. No, well... It, cuddling a little bit he but just kicked you the right way he would re, he would reach life. out you know in the night you know and to and it was there was it was very sweet and then we would hold each other and oh. um it for me it i it was what i wanted you uh-huh. know it's like the waking hours were not so good although he was super fun Sleeping we, we had a lot we had a lot of relationship we we've been together almost two years i've never we've never fallen asleep touching each other now, now, are we, you a cuddler? Do you want to be all wrapped up? I love to be like touchy. Yeah, but I don't mind it when I'm. It's not a big deal. But, but the, Raul you... is very particular that he likes to have space. We put a pillow between each other. Uh, Raul, Raul, I'm. We're we're on the we're the same. He takes up so much space. Literally two nights ago. He had his hand resting on my pillow that I was sleeping on from across the other side of the bed. I moved my pillow. His hand fell. He woke up and he goes, hey, I was using that. Well, he's I was very... like, you were using my pillow he's as very your selfish. hand rest, he is selfish. and you're mad at me for moving my pillow? Here's what I'm telling you. Here's I was I'm... using that. I was like, but I... I'm sleeping on it. This is my find pillow. An, find another you pillow. You're using it for your palm of your hand. I think the only I was way using that. I could have a successful my needs matter. relationship <laughs> is if uh, I have two bedrooms. I don't want to ever fall asleep well, with someone in my bed. It's the, the, the Donald and Melania Trump method. Working for them. They're still together. He's got a big bed, though. It's like feels like 
It feels like we have our own space. I now, I now have. Oh, that's bigger. I, I now have a king size bed, which I do like, and I do, I, I like the cuddling, like you said. Mm-hmm. I do, I have no problem with like kind of then disentangling and going to one's own corner, you know, and then sleeping. Like actually sleeping because it's not easy yeah. to fall asleep we when you're like cuddle. entangled. We, we with usually someone. wake up and then if we cuddle, we'll cuddle in the morning for like an hour, half hour. But yeah. but I weird weirdly with with uh, so with this person. Who <laughs> yeah, I'm this, cute, I don't want to say his name, but uh, with this person, um, we we did sleep really well together. We we would we would entangle, we would disentangle, and then we would end up kind of like re-entangled in the morning, and it was just. We were wildly compatible sleepers. I know a good a couple. Of, uh, <laughs> Y'all can have that heteronormative shit. Some friends of mine are couples, and they. <laughs> you know what? It was heteronormative. They Whatever. literally sleep every night wrapped in each other's arms. That's what we did. I, That's codependency, babe. Like, I can't. I've never. I'm, a, I'm an independent woman, and I think I'm a gross sleeper too. I'm sure I snore. Oh, he, I, he did. I snore. know that I wake. And I, I'm sure I, I, I I'll too. go to sleep in one way, and then when I wake up the next day, I'm like in drag. Sprawl. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. <laughs> Somehow, my I have a wig on. My my legs are all propped up. I'm like, how the hell did I wake up like this? There so. was a certain time, you know, that I I yeah, I was with you. Like I I loved to sleep alone. Didn't want someone to spend the night. You know, like yeah. would leave. Like if I were someone else, I was like, bye, see ya. That was fun. Um, but at a certain point, I did like enjoy. Sharing a bet with someone, I really the only time do, I think and about, I still do. The only thing I think about, that, like nowadays, is like sharing a space with someone. Is like I don't want to be found like weeks after I died. You know what I mean? Like I'd like to My be found. Girl. I'd like to be found earlier than like you know. Like, Wouldn't well, that I, Maxwell Esposito like be not? Da, 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 aren't we doing this she podcast? Hates coming all the way to my house. No, actually, that probably would be the thing. I think Maxwell would be the one. Maxwell or my cleaning lady would be the one to find me. Right. For right. real. He was yeah. found the morning he was supposed to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I hope I die on a Monday. You know right. I mean? Exactly. Just like, way, not during one of your hiatus. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't die in September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day someone, maybe the one day I'll try. If I, if I can't learn Spanish, I'm not going to learn how to love anytime soon either. So, <laughs> If you want it, though, you, you have the life you want. I don't, I don't want it. Like, honestly, I, I've seen too many fucking relationships in my life fail around me that I'm relationships just like, that does can not be seem, horrific. That does not seem know? like relationships are overrated. We, in our culture, we all, you, but same, that being said, someone in a, but that a being pretty said, good one, I don't have that open mentality either because i know i'm latino and i'm very jealous so mm. if there's a situation if, like if i know that if i was it's so fucked up i need to be in therapy i wasn't loved correctly but <laughs> like, like if if i'm in a relationship with someone i do not want you to cheat yeah oh, right but yeah. I have a wandering eye like a motherfucker. You shouldn't be able to cheat. Exactly. You should cheat. Exactly. They can't Because like I can get easily bored. That's very Latino. It's, I, I'm it's gonna fuck awful. I and you be, you've got a machismo. It's bad. And like yeah. it's it's so the thing is is like I'm I'm listen. If anyone I out there wants to tackle an issue, I guess I'm yours. What, yeah. I, what I was gonna say is that relationships are overrated in our society because we look at that as being successful, right? As as opposed to saying, look, 
you can choose to be single and that should be just as valid well, as being in a relationship. If, if you're choosing to be single and you're focused on other things as as measures of a successful life, good. And you I already know? made yes. a kid. I already made I a kid. So I already beat like half of the really? kid. Yeah, yeah. I donated to some lesbians. So oh, I have okay. a daughter. Oh, all right. Nice. Yeah. So I That's mean, like, the way to do it. Oh. Because they're, they're, they're paying for it. They're not an accident. How long ago was that? She's five. Do you have a relationship with her? Yeah, as much as I want it, oh, that's but I'm so not. Sweet. I'm not maternal, so nice. and and like this is the whole thing too. Like, um, when I was just in town for Thanksgiving, uh, in Chicago, and when I did the live show for the Tony Soto show, so I got really drunk that night, and then the <laughs> next day I had to go to dinner with uh, my baby mamas and, uh, sure. and the kid. I was disgustingly hungover, and she was trying to be real cute, like five year olds do, like, so and I had to very no. Cute. They're not. So I had to like, <laughs> I had kids. to like grab her by the shoulders, and I was just like, I can't do this until I've had at least two vodkas. So then I picked her up and I set her down. I was just like, I can't. It's not. My <laughs> Thank sh- God she's with lesbians. Very charming. I went, look, look. It's so funny because like people will be like, oh, you are so great to to donate. It must. It's God's plan. And I was like, I don't know if it's God's plan that I remember the fucking porn scene that I conceived my daughter for. Because it was definitely a double penetration scene. And I'm hearing some stand-up material. Loved it. I'm hearing some stand-up yeah, material. Tell us about your stand-up. Well, no, no. I mean, because you're starting to do stand-up. I listened back to this podcast because you just you just threw out a couple of gems there. Tony oh, thank Sando. you. <laughs> She's a star. Come on, someone discover her. Uh, well, I'm doing stand-up. I'm going to do stand-up for the first time in April. Uh, I mean, if this comes out in May, then it already no, happened. We'll release it before you we're gonna we're gonna move it up. It. We're gonna move it we'll up move because because we'll, Little Rock we'll won't won't Little have Rock it any can't other wait. way. They gotta hear more. <laughs> of me. Little Rock can't wait. They're not they're not gonna wait till May. They're riots in the streets. Yeah, yeah. They'll burn it to the ground. <laughs> but my new friend, uh, <laughs> my new friend. Oh, Tony said I want this. Get it. <laughs> uh, but my friend, uh, my new friend, Danny Francesi, booked me. Uh, yeah. He was uh, Damien and Mean Girls. Yes. Um, but he booked me to do his show uh, because he became a fan of my drag and started coming to my shows. And then he was like, you should do stand-up. Where and, does he book uh, stand-up? Uh, he does a show in Flappers, at Flappers. And he does a show, I think, at the Comedy Store. He has a few shows Where are you around doing the it? city. I'm doing it at Flappers. Where is that? In Burbank. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On April 7th. So, um... Flappers is a good place to cut your teeth. I mean, I think so. And honestly, I have a month to prepare. So, like, I'm I'm writing. That's the thing, too. Like, all my performances are so off the cuff and improvisational. So the this is the first time that I'm writing. about your daughter, who you had to, like, tell not to be do her thing because, until you had two vodka. Can you stop trying to be cute for two seconds? Can you stop? I mean, I just don't. That's I, good stuff. I don't see kids as adorable. I see kids as, That's as, good as struggling, uh, like potential adults. But please don't call me until you are one, because like I don't have. I don't have Yeah, plans. no, you're right about yourself. You're not paternal. You know, I mean, you don't really appreciate children. You don't want to be around them. I mean, but but that yeah. being said, I've done a lot. I mean, I've done uh, uh, Drag Queen Story Hour where um, yes, I, we talked I to read to Pickle children. about that. Yeah. Uh, I definitely read. I mean, look, I'll do anything for look, a paycheck. We don't need your kid resume. I can do anything for a paycheck. So I, the, the fact that like... You'll appear on Sesame Tony Street Soto if they back, ne- back next year, you're a preschool teacher. We're like, Tony, what? With three kids. Tony Soto the boy three does adopted. not like kids. But Tony Soto the drag queen can be paid to like kids. So... <laughs> 
I'm not. Oh, about. this is real. You're gonna get a lot of kid gigs <laughs> from this about. thing. They love. I mean, like the thing is, is like I talk to kids like I'm um, like they are adults, and when I do the drag queen story hour, I'm truly not performing for the kids. I'm performing for the adults because if I can get a laugh from an adult at a kids thing, then I'm winning. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I I actually love the drag queen story hour. Concept. It's an amazing program. Yeah, like, yeah, I was I was actually very fortunate enough uh, to att- uh, be the mascot for it at the library conference or convention uh, conference last year mm-hmm. that got it approved in uh, libraries across California. Amazing. So like, wow. Yeah. So like school libraries now do it because of me. Yeah. Well, me performing in front of them, you know. They really must not listen to your podcast. No, I'm just kidding. No, there's a huge <laughs> they separation. They haven't heard this one. Oh my god! But I, but I, I do tell because like because like kids' parents will be like, "What else do you do?" And I'll be like, "Oh, I do this show called the Tony Soto Show and the Gay Power of Hour." But if your opinion, your opinions might change of me. So just so you know, so don't, don't listen to those things. Oh, I always <laughs> want you to click on it. At yeah, least that's once. actually yeah. It, you know, literally, the click. Be, they don't even have to listen to. Yeah, the there, could could be one fan. there could be one obsessed fan in Little Rock, Arkansas, that has listened to your episode like fifty times. I <laughs> love you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love you, Little Rock. Guys Thank you. And gals He's and everything sexy in between. Gay guy who wants a real difficult husband. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> I know so I'm difficult. People like a challenge. I look. I good luck. You know, like <laughs> you need I, a nerd. I just nerds love puzzles. I just was Ooh. not instilled That's with wise. the um, right tools to have a functional relationship. I've only ever seen dysfunctional ones. You have erectile dysfunction. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I have oh. plenty of dysfunctions. Let's add a reptile to it. <laughs> he didn't deny. We noticed. Okay. I be fucking. I be fucking. Oh, I'm allergic to cats. I don't want pets. I don't want pets. I don't want anything to eat my face when I do die either. Yeah, that like, cat could do. Cats that. will eat your fucking face. They will. Well, they don't get the fed. Guy out they too, don't get fed. <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's dark. Listen, you're making up this whole Little Rock guy, and I'm into it. If you're out there, Little Rock, and you're a liberal, I need you to be a liberal. Yeah. Look on the Reddit. You got a Reddit for yourself? I don't understand Reddit. I don't either. I don't get it. Reddit is fan club. It's like fangirling. I only ever use Reddit to upload my podcasts. So that's it. Like I only ever do. You put it on Reddit? You put it on a podcast? Reddit has a podcast We should be uh, putting it on it. I've done it, but I Occasionally. And you post your... Put on the first Tony Soto episode. Maybe it's on there. But you post your... um, It's like... In a thread, it's like well, the weekly you, shows of today of the, or this week's shows or whatever. If you go to the Little Rock Reddit, Tony's episode is. Yeah. <laughs> I love something, you, Little Rock. I've never even no, been to Arkansas, but I, is happening there. There's something in Little Rock. I, in the I don't water. know what's going on. I do like Bill Clinton, so yeah, he yeah, was the okay. Like yeah, they're Clinton's. good. Look, yeah. they all have their issues, but he got us out of a recession. He balanced our budget. There's worse. He like, did. He I, there's worse. We had a surplus like after him. Absolutely. Economy. No, I, I'm a fan of his presidency and worked on his campaign in 92. Helped Thank get him elected. I voted, the, I voted for Hillary. I voted for <laughs> Hillary as well. That didn't go as well. Well, yeah. Only, pretty much Trump. only California did. So. She won by two, three million. Three million. She, oh, I know. She did. I know. But we'll never, we'll never uh, fix the electoral okay, college. Okay, so where so. you at with 
are you are you are you holding off any sort of uh, hot takes for the primaries yet? What's your? Um, I'm a little irritated that Bernie's back in the mix. I feel like he created a lot of vol uh, volatile people when he did not win the primary. He I think that he was super conflict. cheated uh, by the DNC when it came to the primary. I think right. that it was his to win. I don't think that it was Hillary's, but they were putting their money in Hillary's basket. So I understand that. But a lot of those assholes voted for Trump bros, after, uh, after right. it was all said and done. So I'm he not did get su- all that super delegate shit changed, though, which was really good. Right. But, like, I mean, and, and I think that I lean more towards socialist de- Democrat than, than anything these days. I like to help people. I want people to sure. have mm-hmm. a, a, be able to get up and have a better life. Um, I like the Tulsi Tulsi uh, Gabbard. Yeah, I like uh, I like Hawaiian yeah because she is a veteran and she's talking about how we are a country that has never had a successful regime change. Every time we've tried to go into these countries and change regimes, we've never had a successful one. Which Not absolutely ever right. single one. Listen to me, America and beyond. We have never the United States has never gone into a country and changed the regime successfully. So the speaking idea, of, we have a lot awesome. of Vietnam listens recently too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so speaking of that, I like her because she's saying things like um, we are occupiers and that is not a good thing. Um, I like that, too. Kamala's great. I you love know, Kamala she, Harris. I, I mean, I have Kamala's a little great. I have a little questions about her. Like, you know, she did that whole sex trafficking law thing that is ultimately hurting sex workers by um, taking off uh, Craigslist and not having escort websites anymore where they can actually manage their own careers. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to go back to pimps now oh, and shit. God, so, that's messed so up. That, but, Kamala. But everyone has like their shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm I'm not I'm not thinking you about... You guys heard of Pete Buttigieg? Yeah, the gay mayor of Indiana. Yeah, and also a veteran. Yeah. Of, and Been mayor for eight years. And he was a mayor for eight years in South Bend when Pence was governor. Mm. So that is an out homosexual. So that is impressive. He's well versed. I don't think he will uh, go very far. No, I mean the people. Some of the people we've been mentioning, I don't think have a prayer to win. But Tulsi Gabbard's not going to win. Pete Buttigieg, right? Kamala Harris. Now she, she's, she has a shot. She has a shot. Cory Booker's in too, right? Mm. Cory Booker. He's got some strikes against him. But I won't get into that. I, I huh? think that Warren... He's not... He's not Warren's not going to do Cory Booker is not entirely honest about who he is. That's the thing. Oh, do you think she's in the closet? But who's is top five? trying to say? It's, he's not married, right? Yeah. He's you a not married... Booker, it, I mean, it's possible that... On the down low. On the down low. Absolutely. Fine. I don't care. He's cute. He is cute. I mean, and on the down low. The fact, Believe it. The fact that he's a bachelor doesn't bother me. And I think that uh, we've had, we've had plenty of I'm not just wildly speculating. Uh, Although I have my, not myself been with him. But anyway, whatever. We've, we have, we've had a lot of closeted presidents in our day. So Lincoln. I mean, it's, it's, I would have sex with Cory Booker. Well, put I it out there, girl. Yeah, I see there, your right? vision board I, right now. I think a mood board. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think. You need an intern. I think it's mutual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know how to. That's you know, fine. It can be unpaid. You know how I'll to draw them in, in. I'll get it in another way. You know uh, how to draw them uh, in, Strifel. <laughs> and then I'll host mask. Remember. <laughs> It's such a weird throwback. Do you remember when Monica Lewinsky hosted that show on Fox called The Mask? No, I don't. Now. 
<laughs> it sh- it was a dating show. Oh, did it come out? It must have come out like after Eyes Wide Shut. It was weird. And it was yeah. It was dating, but they all had masks on. And then mm. after they would vote one person off each time, and then they would take their mask off, and they <laughs> got to see what they actually looked. Poor like. Monica. That's a girl that I just feel got the worst end of the stick, and still Monica was never treated how she should have been. You know what though? She's she's had some redemption in recent years. I mean, I think she she's a well spoken charming person i'm sure that she can't go to places still to this day and have like a peaceful meal you know what i mean yeah that's true because she was labeled a goddamn whore and it was like and it was bill clinton that painted that picture and so it just fucking sucks well it it, uh it, it really paints him and his wife hillary in a terrible light what they did to her um, you know, but the thing is, whatever. like, people want to, like, come for Hillary in that situation. And here's my thing. Like, if you are a Christian and you believe in the vows of marriage and that sanctity... Do you think then you that's should... her thing? She, I don't, that's not I her don't thing. give a shit what her thing is. But as far as I know, as, from an outside perspective, you don't know what her thing is either. Of course, she, of course she could be I an opportunist. Their campaign, but here's what I I'm saying. Know them both, the fact that but, she's okay. fighting for a marriage... Should not be shunned. The fact that, like, and, and you might know her, but the world doesn't. And so the thing is, it's like they immediately came for her and they're like, How dare you stand by your husband? What yeah. do you mean? He's my husband. No, I For do better agree or worse. I agree with that. Like, what do you mean? Vows. They I thought the, they meant something to you. And whether Whatever it's their a, relationship is, they have a strategic partnership that the, that has lasted. Uh, and whatever it's, and it's it not is. over yet. And it hasn't it, stopped no, yet. It's, like, it's like, lasted. And, and she could have divorced him. That's the thing. Like, if she really wanted to leave him, she could have done it. Well, that and wasn't... No, I mean, that, no, like, he's been doing that, like, since day and one. She, and and she it's been very public. And she didn't need him for the career after he was president. Like, she, she skyrocketed. She became secretary of state on her own uh, because she was fucking qualified. So my yeah. thing is, like, I think that she loves him. I think that she wanted to save her marriage. And I think that she upheld her vows. And so... If that means anything to Christian America, then I think that we shouldn't have judged her so much either. I think that they have a, a mutual. They have an agreement. Uh, they have a strategic partnership, and I think they both honor whatever that is. I think when you're with somebody for that long, they're on the same relationships page. are so. So much, and you make your own rules, and it's what you decide it is. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, is like it, that's out of the realm when it comes to when it became so public. But that's my thing. I'm like, we want to sit here and speculate what they have, and I'm not interested in that. As far as I'm concerned, she was upholding her vows to a marriage that she wanted to keep. I know, but there's, so, I mean, it's not just about Monica Lewinsky. I mean, it's just like there's no, been, there were plenty of other people right, before her. Right, Absolutely, right, that's right. what I mean. Like, and, like, and I'm not saying anything about what Hillary might do on her own time either. So you know, it's just yeah. They nor have, do I care. See, this is the problem. They have an we understanding care too much about what's going on in other people's. You're right. Bedrooms. It's no one's business. It's like get out of their bedroom. First of all, they're all white people I would like fucking. the P-tapes no one to wants out, to who the P tapes the Russian P tapes oh Trump Trump you don't think so. I don't think they that's exist. not I, I agree with that I it's not it's about money he's controlled by Russia and Saudi Arabia because of money and Deutsche yeah. Bank sure sure of course um, it's, it's not, about it's, money it's not like that some that some hooker took a pee on him but He's, you know, the one thing yeah, I, but the one thing I will say, the, the smartest idea that I heard, and you know, 
uh, on this front recently is that uh, Melania Trump is the Russian agent. She is Putin's lover. And she has oh my been. God, I she can't has, with all this. So crazy though. I just don't care. I don't care either. <laughs> like, but that's crazy. He spouts out weird, you know, like Russian um, propaganda about like Moldavia and or you know the uh, Montenegro and things that he knows nothing about. Has never heard of. Um, because Putin has said it, and it feels like someone is whispering in his ear, telling him these weird things to say that he doesn't know anything about. And I think she's that, she's the one. I think that gives Melania too much credit because let's remember Melania is someone who decided to marry Donald Trump because she was put up to it. She was honest. He's always had Eastern European wives who have possibly been so. Do you think helping a, to handle him for? foreign powers this is the i don't th- someone had this theory and i thought that's the smartest thing i've heard in a while that makes a little sense he to is me. crazy but he was a total stooge until he got a, uh that t that tv show so like no, he was known for his bankruptcies and his failed casinos yes. until he got uh and and uh, that no and t- but no until russians started buying up you know his real estate at the yeah. same time, mm-hmm. and um, and he started being able to get loans only from foreign banks mm-hmm. because because of all the but failed no one cared businesses. about him here until like because he because no what's let's, true let's remember the nineties he was on every McDonald's Burger King commercial like he was literally a celebrity like that's it and right but in in New York where people would see him and know him a little bit he was a kind of a laughing stock a con man you know it was very clear you know that he was a buffoon and a liar um but the country didn't necessarily know that because they weren't paying attention and no. then and, the and apprentice, he's got good marketing so the, well he's a brilliant marketing brilliant at branding when we when he's not you know he, and it was brilliant at branding and and uh and communicating and getting people to you know like sound bites he's very smart at the communicating um was was i guess we can't I mean, listen to him now and say that with a straight face no i can't listen to him at all yeah. I, I won't like, i mean I can't he's hear not him. a communicator that's for sure but he's good at branding people, like you know, like little Marco Rubio, and like you know, whatever he was saying about Jeb Bush, like getting people to think about things the way, getting certain people to think about things the way he's yeah, talks about. Stupid is them. a stupid does. Right, and so, so and there are a lot of gullible people in America, gullible yeah, white people, stupid people, stupid white people who um, see in him like a hero and a champion of the under underdog and it's like you know he's finally listening Which to has me never been see this yeah, is, that's not who he is it's not who he is but that's and like and I today listening to I've been you know really ignoring Trump for for a while but and not l- looking at the news but looking at Michael Cohen's testimony today which was he eviscerated him now his supporters aren't going to care really but Everything he was sa- saying is true about Trump, and maybe the whole thing is unraveling. I'd love to see a shameful um, resignation. That would be great. That's what I prefer. Trump will never re- resign. Yeah, I don't think. Well, so no one thought Nixon would either. I mean, it, it might Trump's be another. No, he, no, he, he no. might be forced. You if you look at if you look at Nixon and you look at fucking Trump, they're both just as ignorant. They both lashed out against the media for fucking coming for them, and they're and they're like most pivotal time like it's trump is much more of a you know like wannabe mafioso gangsta criminal 
Um, whereas, you know, Nixon was just, you know, like a paranoid Nixon's power hungry. Where he was like, literally, these people need to be killed. Like, well, yeah. Okay. I just feel you like don't think there's tapes like that of Trump? I mean, you know. Trump is so awful. Hmm. I just assume we're not going to have ever a satisfying ending with every, any, any Well, we haven't had a sat- It's not satisfying while it's happening. So I know it's not going to be a satisfying ending. I mean, look, I love politics and this is the best political theater we've ever had. So, I mean, I'm tuning in constantly. Political theater Good. is truth. This, is, this has become way more interesting than Drag Race. I'll tell you that. Like... <laughs> Today was riveting. I mean, when I see... How'd you feel about that that, that All-Stars finale with the tie? I thought that it was a stupid decision. I thought I mean, it was so fucking stupid. It pissed me off. I mean... What, who'd you want to see win? Trinity I wanted to see... should have just taken I wanted crown. to see a person win. I wanted to... I really like Monet Exchange, but Trinity did better. She was better. no winner, though. Trinity did better than competition. And I just feel like it was obviously uh, their last minute solution for all stars so white and yep. um they didn't want to crown another there was there was seemed white. like a, a bit of tokenism when it came to monet's win and i didn't think that monet deserved that so yeah if you're gonna give it i would have liked to have seen manila luzon win i thought manila yeah was well that was a wrench that was thrown into there by uh manila start by uh naomi which was the best tv that was there. it was good tv but i thought manila was killing it killing it she was killing yeah. it she she could have been the person of color to win i would have been okay with that but i i feel like there was some move. she would have won too if she got to the end i think there was some move on the producer's part or i just felt to me like people were thinking like the get rid of these old people you know like uh, uh latrice and manila i just think like and i read this article recently i'm like we have to stop looking at it as a competition and look at it what it is a reality show it, yeah. it's just a soap opera no one it is no it's control about in it. it has nothing to do with their ability to be uh good or not good and so i'm just done feeling anything about it like i'll watch it for the entertainment yeah, value the but i'm just like it's a it's a pretty many seasons are pretty well done television shows you know they, they those people know how to tell a story at times not so every how, episode so how does not that square with season. your podcast if you're so over it because you <laughs> Uh, when the seasons are on, that's like people do podcasts about regular scripted TV shows all the time. That's true. I mean, there's so a Buffy mind. one, there's a Law and Order it, one. Yeah, just, I don't mind talking like, about it. You don't it. care about the competition, but no, I just, just don't. Like, and, oh, and, and this person was the best, and I'm not going to take their project seriously anymore. Like at this point, Drag Race is a joke to me, and um, so I'll watch it for the entertainment value. Like I, when it started, I thought it wasn't. I, you know. Like, a platform really to help crown. step up yeah. drag queens to but a different it, level. Wasn't but. it that? I mean, first, I mean, like you know, we discovered, you know, through, I think sure, but did, did they want to stay there? No, they wanted to get. No. They wanted to be uh, sponsored by Pepsi and fucking. Right, it was and now it's eleven season. And it had nothing to do with the drag queens, and it never did. Well, so. that's true, but it did give platforms to Shay Colay and and she uh, Alaska. Win, she should have Alaska I mean, Thunderfuck. It gave that, yes, it opened doors for them, which is great. And I'm appreciative that Shay can afford to travel the world. But they brand themselves as a competition, and it's not that. So I don't care how many doors it's open for drag queens. Okay. I'm saying that I will not allow them to claim to be a competition anymore. Like, 
great. If you want to go on that it's show... It's been a reality show from the beginning. It's yeah. only to open doors. It's not to try to win that competition. And it know? does open doors for the people that can walk through those sure. doors and shine and thrive. Sure. That's why you know what's a good into a really Into a really toxic survivor. fandom. So, toxic fandom. I mean, yeah, no, you're right, actually. Yeah. So, I mean... When the, as many doors can open as as possible, but these girls have to constantly defend themselves on social media against toxic fucking faceless fans. There so. is there is a lot of weird so racism involved with yeah. RuPaul's show. Who's and black, everyone's by like, the way. oh well, the thing is, is now drag race has opened up drag uh, to all these communities. I was like, yeah, but these straight people that are now and these young homosexuals and LGBT kids that only know drag Through from that. drag race right. yep. don't know drag right they don't know the history of it they don't know what it came from they don't know why it was there they only know drag race so therefore i could care less if you fucking pay attention to me as a drag queen you don't know anything about it you right. know what i mean like right yeah i mean sure they make money hand over fist but also uh, when they are too ill to show up at a gig, then they're tweeted all the time for being, you know, fucking shitty queen, can't come to this thing. Like, who needs that? That's just toxic social media also. Yeah, but it's all fans of Drag Race. You know what I mean? Like, when that's the thing. Like, fandom in any sense Yeah, just fandom and the, just that relationship vile. between the... The Instagram world, yeah, and that whole thing is yeah. just when you can have an opinion and not show your face. I guess that's when you see all the grossness. trolls, internet yeah. trolls. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that I... being said, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should we play so we'll some stuff? Yeah, we'll look out for you at Flappers um, in yeah. April, April seventh, right? April seventh, April 7th. yeah, yeah it's Sunday. Yeah, Sunday it's gonna be a Sunday at, at Flappers. We'll make sure in this Burbank thing comes out before, before that. So that. if you're in Los Angeles and if you're in Little Rock, book a ticket. Yeah, come on out book and see me. Book a ticket out to LA. You're not gonna sleep in Tony's bed. No, you no, are not. No, no, no one does. No um, one gets to. That's a privilege that no one has. It's true. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lone wolf. You know. <laughs> But you know, I I mean, I'm always around. So you, I'm on the social media. I'm the Tony Soto. Yeah, and you are, and and for a recluse, you are out and about quite often, hosting events five times a month at least in Los Angeles. Yeah, you want to run them down? Well, there's uh, Learn the Words, bitch, on the first Monday of every month. There's Battle Babies on the uh, okay. Learn the Words is is at Akbar, and then Battle Babies is at Precinct, and that's the second Monday of every month. What is Battle Babies? Battle Babies is a new competition that I started where I cast four baby queens every show, and they have to lip sync battle against each other. Love it. Fun. Yeah. And then I do. You do you have judges? Uh, no, I'm the judge. You're the judge. Of course one. you are. Yes. Because, yeah. like, you know, all of my shows I didn't really ever judge. I left it to the audience. So I'm done doing that. Um, <laughs> you I know do, better than the audience, Tony. I do. I do a show called Drama Club, that fault line. Um, I do a show called uh, Queer Slam, which is a queer storytelling poetry night. I'm doing that because I do night. and poetry. I'm doing your next one. Yeah, we do that at Akbar. I think that is the fourth Sunday of every month. Mm. And then I do a show called um Red to Filth at Precinct on the fourth Monday, and that is a reading competition that I do. And all my shows start around ten. So 
Put nice. Me, follow well, me on the Tony Soto Show on everything, and you can find out. Ooh, and the TonySotoShow.com is getting a facelift. So there's a brand new website coming out, too. And we have been talking about ha- having a website, which we don't have. Yes, we but, are uh, considering getting a website. But we, by the time this comes out, let's hopefully, let's hashtag goals. We have a website yes, by the time this comes out. Yeah. <laughs> well, the TonySotoShow.com is a place where you can go and uh if you want to see what my cast members on the show look like, you can click onto their social right. medias. So you can listen to the merch. Gay Power Half Hour on there. No merch yet. Donate. Uh, you can donate. Mm. You can uh, see. And, and that also has all of my drag gigs as well on it. So you know when and where they are. Okay. Smart. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to us. If you've listened this long, you probably already know everything about where to find us. But in case this is your first episode that you've tuned into, you know, look for us at This Is Happening in the Podcast everywhere. And give us five-star ratings on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Or don't bother. Or don't bother. Um, Write us a good review. Send us an email. Don't call them racist. Don't call them racist. Thanks, Jakarta. Thank you. Bye, Little Rock. Oh, bye, Little Rock. (laughs) Adios. Bye. Thanks.